Hi everyone and welcome to Grown Up. I'm Laura Blair. And I'm Abby Blairs. Our topic for today is inspired by my favourite Will Smith quote. I think it's Will Smith. You can't control what happens to you in life, but you can sure as hell control how you deal with it. What's your favourite quote? Oh, favourite quote. Don't have one, but I like this one. Your body will be around a lot longer than that expensive handbag. Invest in yourself. That's a good one, but I also do really like handbags. <laughs> yeah, me too. Hopefully be able to invest in both. Hey, winning at life. So tell us a little bit about the guy that we have on today. So today we are going to be chatting with a man called Colin Lego. Colin is a stand-up comedian and a drama teacher who I met in an acting class a few years ago. Now, one of the first things that Colin said to me was, as a warning, don't jump on my back mid-scene or grab my leg because it might come off. What? I know. (laughs) Just casual. Yeah, and he was like, I don't mind, but you know, you might. I was just like, what? So basically, he is an amputee. Right. The most unusual thing about the fact that Colin is an amputee is the fact that he says it's one of the best things that he's ever chosen to do. So he chose to have have his leg leg amputated. Whoa. Yeah. The thing I like about Colin's story is that he has chosen to do something which a lot of us would deem as life-changing horrendous traumatic yeah and he actually believes that it's changed his life around for the better so we have him on today to talk about how to not dwell on the negative things and try and see the positive in every single thing in life so should we bring colin on and start chatting to him (laughs) hello colin how are you doing i'm all right how are you guys thanks for coming on today Oh, you're welcome. I've just had a little uh, reminisce around London, so that's Have nice. You? Yeah. Can I just point out before we start that Colin and Abby are in fact wearing exactly the same shirt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not in the same shirt. We're not literally wearing the same garment. You're but attached. It, yeah, I exactly. Didn't, I didn't get the red check memo. No. Oh. Next Shame. time. Shame. Next time. So, Colin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you for coming on, firstly. You're more than welcome. So, yeah, Colin Lego, I do stand-up comedy. I am a performer. That's actually how we met. Yes. Uh, We were at, what was it, an acting class? Yeah, improv. Improv. For anyone who doesn't know what improv is, it's where you just make things up on the spot. (laughs) Yeah. And hope it doesn't go terribly wrong, like this, really. Like like podcasting. Yeah. So what I said was, I I told everyone how when we first met one yeah. of the things in the class was like don't jump on me don't pull my leg it might come off <laughs> I, had to, I think that's what you said I did say that so yeah. casual to just say it <laughs> yeah I mean everyone should say that by the way when you first meet me don't jump on me that should be a rule for life <laughs> yeah it's like generally like, you don't want someone to just don't, jump don't on jump you don't jump on me don't pull my leg it might come off I mean that should that, <laughs> that should be for anyone yes. in any situation but uh, yeah when I because I'm an amputee I'm a below knee amputee and I think when I'm in a situation where I'm performing or acting, especially improv, where you can suddenly be wrestled to the floor because it's a scene about that, I have to warn people because not so much for me, I don't care if someone grabs onto my titanium (laughs) ankle. I I really don't care. But they might freak out if they didn't know that. So I let people know that it's a fake leg. That's nice Um, of you. I know, I know. It's very caring. Just grabbing it like, this is for... Which gym do you go to? Yeah, exactly. Domestic calf made of iron. <laughs> so I yeah, I lost my leg only well, just over four years ago. Two thousand and fourteen. I became a baloney amputee. So yeah, it's a bit of an adjustment period. I can imagine. Yeah. So let's get to the juicy stuff. What juicy stuff. <laughs> What made you because it was your choice of leave, right? It was, yeah, I chose it, yeah. So what made you get your leg chopped off? Oh, right, well, it wasn't just on a whim. I wasn't like going, you know. <laughs> just one of those days. Just one of the, shall I do some extreme body modification? <laughs> um, it all started 
about 2004, or December 2004, I was acting, I was a young actor, I was in London, and I wasn't feeling very well, and I had, I was doing a show, a Christmas show, and I had a pair of shoes that didn't fit. They were given to me for the role I was playing. <laughs> a Christmas elf. Isn't it? <laughs> um, and the, the shoes weren't fitting because they were just horrible elf-like plastic shoes. And uh, my foot rubbed. And just normally, if you get a blister on your shoe, on your foot, you just carry on. Don't you? you put a plaster yeah. on it, whatever. Anyway, at the end of a, like a week or ten days, I felt really ill. Like very, very ill. And... Uh, Ill in what regard? Like so, I felt like I had like flu, like you've never experienced. Right. I don't think I've ever really had flu. Like I had it once. It's terrible, right? Yeah. But this was above and beyond that. I I was literally walking around in a daze. I fainted once or twice that week, and I just didn't know what was going on. I just felt like I was literally on death's door. And it got to the weekend, and my housemate said, "You should really go to hospital because you're feeling unwell and your foot." looks really angry it's very red and angry and sore don't know why i'm laughing sorry you're like <laughs> thanks <"Aww."> Sab. thanks sabby <laughs> um so i did i went to the hospital and they said right you've got a huge infection in that foot because of that blister and how long have you been diabetic and i was like oh well, i don't think i am diabetic i think that's another patient you're considering like, no 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 you're massively diabetic type 1 diabetes and I can't believe they've never picked that up. So all the times you've been to the doctors and the yeah. hospital before, they've never picked it up. No, but it was what it was in. It was the winter, and I remember we went to a bonfire night thing in um, in this uh, Clapham. It was, and there's there's fireworks and everything. And I went to the cash point, and this is about a month before I was diagnosed. I went to the cash point, and I didn't have the strength to pull my cash card back out of the machine. I just couldn't grip. Yeah, and I just like. That is so weird. And I had to get the guy in the queue behind me to pull my card out of the machine. And hope he doesn't steal it. Yeah, and, and mug me and steal all my cash. Is <laughs> that terrifying? What do you mean? Or having that not... Not having the strength to do something so simple. Yeah, it did scare me. But again, I just went, oh, just ignore it, just ignore it. What? Yeah. So the key is here, don't ignore Don't these ignore these symptoms. Don't ignore things. Uh I mean, I was I was hugely ill when I was diagnosed, so that's why I had problems with my feet, you know, straight away. Yeah. And you find out you're diabetic, and you lose half of that foot, not all the foot, but, you know, a toe and the side of the foot overnight. Um, so that's where my story started. But I, I didn't... I chose to lose my leg 10 years well, later. So you, sorry, did you, did you just say that you lost part of your foot already? That... In 2004, yeah. Okay, so you didn't have a full foot before you had it removed that's completely. right so okay. 2004 December lost a toe and the right side of my foot and okay. the, the ankle tendon how do you mean you lost it I didn't like lose it in the back of the sofa long. I mean, like, <laughs> no no <laughs> so I didn't Did it lose just drop it, off, it? where's that gone <laughs> I've lost my keys as well. But, uh, no, no, no. What I mean is, uh, when they first uh, diagnosed me with diabetes and admitted me to hospital, they had to take away a lot of that foot because oh of the infection. God. Yeah. Okay. How did you feel? Awful. <laughs> At the <laughs> time, I was really ill. Feel, I've just lost a toenail like, and I feel really bad. Yeah. Psychologically, though, were you mortified or were you like, oh, well, well like, what was your response? Like, it was, it was hard uh, to cope with straight away how is your balance what now no when they took because they say if you get rid of a toe it really screws it up oh yeah 
It does. It does. I mean, it wasn't my big toe, so I think that's the one you don't want to say it's your middle one, right? Oh, really? Oh, really? Like your really? anchor, anchors you down. I don't really? know. I might just be making this up. No, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, I, the, my walking wasn't great after they did it, so I think my balance probably was compromised. Uh, but I think losing any of your foot isn't great, is it? Because it's quite, it's quite a complicated structure, more yeah. than you realise. Yeah. Uh, you lose some of it, it all goes wrong. So how did you get from the diabetes to you choosing to get your leg chopped off? Yeah, so it was a 10-year uh, thing. And uh, nobody really mentioned amputation a bit at the beginning. Like, the doctor... It probably was to the point where they could have amputated my leg. But because I was in my early 20s, they wanted to save my foot. So no one mentioned it that amputation was an option back in 2004. And so... Uh, two years on, I still got my foot in 2006 and I was wearing a, a boot, like an air boot, because my foot was so compromised from the surgery. Right. I couldn't wear shoes and I couldn't wear anything just off the shelf. It had to be medical. So uh, either full on plaster casts for two or three years or a boot. And then um, still nobody mentioning amputation at this point. Yeah. Um, I can't stop thinking about uh, you've got great shoes on today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I noticed yeah. even before that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of shoes now. I can imagine. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I couldn't wear shoes for 10 years. Do you have a shoe shelf? I, do, I mean, I, I wish I was that organised. I have a shoe shelf. <laughs> I know I probably, probably do. Can I show you like, like shoe insane. You can show me your shoe shelf. <laughs> I mean, if any, I didn't know anyone was going to say that sentence today. Can I show you my shoe shelf? Shoe <laughs> and that's not even all of that. Yeah. That's like maybe half. Okay, I've lost it. I've lost it. But oh. I, that looked like a shoe shop rather I than. I call a it shop. my shoe shrine. Wow, your shoe shrine, shoe shelf. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. You should get one. I should get one. Anyway, got. Let me go back to the story. Yeah, sorry. God, we <laughs> digressed into footwear. We're not allowed to do that. Yeah, well. Um, Start talking about shoes and I'm gone. It's all related. Yeah. If you had a glove rack, I'd be like, I don't care about your glove rack. I've got two hands. Yeah. I don't care. Really. Shoes. <laughs> I'm all over shoes. Um, so it got to 2014, like 10 years after the first bit of surgery on my foot. And for that 10 years, I've been in a cast, in a boot. Um, also external frames and things to try and keep saving my leg but it kept breaking down it kept bones kept breaking in it I went back into my diabetic foot clinic and said I think there's a problem with my foot again and there was and they just said have you thought about the future for this you know what other options and I had I'd done all the research by that point on to amputation and I met amputees and tried to hook myself up with so many different uh, people who had had it done so I had all the research and I was like yeah you need to get rid of this leg now and they was like mm, but there's no affection in it I was like nope but I am so sad take Aww. my leg off and how old were you when this was happening so uh 2014 so I would have been 35 36 yeah it's crazy to like have to deal with that that age yeah because like yeah. if I think about the things that I'm dealing with, it's how to turn the podcast recording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my biggest worry, and to have to deal with that at your that age is quite a, well. It's a human, huge, humongous. Humongous is humongous. You'll notice on this podcast that Laura makes up words. Humongous. Humongous is humongous. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's a humongous deal. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. At the time, I I think. I, I do a talk at schools now to sixth formers about regret and you, it's hard to have regret if you've done the research on something so I link it to like things that they might get 
into you know coming into adulthood like taking something or going with someone or doing something you know you you know is going to alter your life and you can't you shouldn't have regret because you've done the research on it and then worked out if it's a good thing or bad thing so I had no regrets going into that decision because I'd done the research you know I made sure I'd met amputees young amputees as well who had maybe lost their leg in a different way I met a guy who um, had lost his leg through uh, an accident he was in but he was young he could tell me the good and bad things the pros and cons and that's people meeting people like that was how I could make that decision so it was a big thing though especially having to talk a surgeon into it it's yeah, like the, it's like, like a horror film it's in reverse. Crazy that you have to talk a surgeon into chopping off your leg. Yeah, it was a weird. It baffles me. <laughs> so, and he did not want to do it. You That's would have thought a... he would. Well, what, like, what, because I love chopping off legs. <laughs> They're not all Let's crazy do it lunatics. Now. Yeah. Do it now while you're awake. Yeah. Oh yes. Abby's improv class coming up. So, how did you feel the day after, say, your surgery that you had? When you woke up yeah. from it, how did it make you feel? I, uh, for this meeting today, for this podcasting, I, I knew you might ask something about how I felt. And I looked back on Facebook about what, because I can't really remember the day after. Yeah. Like, you know. And I looked back on Facebook. And on that day, 20th of March 2014, I've just written, mm, morphine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how I felt. I was quite in the clouds. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I don't remember much about the actual day or the day after, but I must admit the day around then, I felt amazing. And, you know, friends and family that came to see me said I was a different person. So for like 10 years, I started losing who I was, you know, because I was getting down all the time about my leg or I felt poorly because I had an infection or I was on antibiotics because of the foot. And as soon as it had gone, you know, I got my colour back, I got my... I, I I was me again, even though there was less of me. That's, I was me. That's yeah. crazy because if anyone else had, so say if you suddenly say lose a leg, you'd be feeling the opposite. So yeah. the fact that you felt better after losing it just shows like the different insight that you've had. Like what's it called? Different perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I think the the big moment for me, or I, I built it up in my head, was how am I gonna am I gonna enjoy seeing this? Because there's got to be a point where you yeah. go... What did you think the first time you actually saw it? It took me... It, it was about a minute. I, I So I knew they had... It was about the day after or whatever. They had, the nurse had to come and change the dressings on the, on the you know, fresh operation bit, you know. And I, I said to her, can I, can I just look at it for a minute? She was like, yeah, yeah, just take as much time as you want. So I tentatively pulled back the dressing and the covers and I stared at it for... It was about a minute. And I thought, no, we're going to be all right. This really? is this is going to be all right. So it was less, you know, traumatizing to look at than you maybe more anticipated. Than, yeah, more than I had built it up in my head to be. Because I yeah. thought, if I suddenly don't like the way this looks and the idea of not having this leg anymore, I am totally screwed. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I kind of made peace with it very quickly. That's amazing. Yeah. Was there any thought where you were like? I'm going to be in the Olympics now. Do you know what? The amount of people that suddenly... Some sportsman. Yeah, I think, yes. Uh, Who was it? it My brother or something said, oh, get yourself in the uh, Paralympics. I was like, no, no, no. I I haven't done any sport. (laughs) I'm not sporty. For the last 30... Yeah, I'm suddenly not going to become like a triathlon. You should do. I could could do. Could be my way in. Yeah. Could be my way in. 
So do you get any phantom pain or anything like that? Or did you, at, like, to start with? And do you yeah. now? So I did. So Explain the... a little to us, as people that don't know what phantom, 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 phantom pain is. Phantom pain. It's when a ghost lives in your leg. <laughs> no, uh, phantom pain is... So for the first six months, I had it really badly. It's when your brain... I don't understand the science, so don't ask me the science on this. Okay. And doctors have, still can't explain the science, really. It's when your brain thinks that a body part is still there. I think this is crazy. It just shows how powerful your mind is. Like, yeah. mind over matter. Yeah. Like, it's not there. Well, it must be to do with something about the memories that those nerves have. Because all yeah. pain is, is, um, you know, the ner- the brain telling you that something is happening. So the nerves are telling you that something is happening. So the brain still thinks those nerve endings are there. So for about six months, it was it was pretty bad. And I was on medication for it because it felt like someone was uh, digging their fingernail into the bottom of my foot all the time. Quite, oh quite hard. Oh. Right. And, you know, you, and you look at your pretend leg and the pain seems to be at the bottom of that foot. But it can't be because that foot is plastic, you know. That's crazy. So that was for about six months. Now I don't get any of the pain. I do get phantom sensation. So even now when I'm talking to you, I can feel like I'm wiggling my toes. That's insane. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I hope that never goes away. I really do. Because it's just a nice feeling. Yeah. It feels really, really... I just can't believe how powerful your mind is that it can concoct that out of nothing. Yeah. It just yeah. shows like if you have a... Pro- it goes into any other aspect of life. If you have a problem, mind over matter. Yeah. Like train your brain not to like say if you didn't want it to be there you'd have to train your brain for it to not remember it and and similarly you can still train your brain to take it away so I ha- I've had an itch on my foot before and um, it was last year sometime and I didn't know how to get rid of it because I can't itch it yeah. it's not there and so I watched a few YouTube videos of people who are amputees and I they... love the fact that YouTube has anything everything. there <laughs> how, how to itch an amputated exactly I probably did what, what did you google so probably something like that getting rid of an itchy amputated foot and so she said uh, put your prosthetic leg on and itch the bottom of that foot and your brain seeing that and look at it and your brain will tell you that that itch needs to go away and it did that's crazy it did that's crazy so I'm just itching plastic and metal and it's like yeah I'll have that the itch is gone now it feels great yeah very odd so after you had the operation so how did the people around you react to it did you find you were treated differently um well uh it's weird the the what I there was a quote that um Oh yeah, I, we were talking about quotes before. Do you have a favourite quote? Well, I do. Well, this is a quote that interests me. Okay, it's by Warwick Davis, who is uh, an actor. Do you know Warwick Davis? I do. He's um, an actor of. Uh, I don't know what you would call his condition, but he's um, very short, restricted height actor. Yeah, um, I don't know what the condition's called. That's very bad of me. Dwarfism. Well, I mean, yes. But is it wrong to say dwarfism? I don't know. I don't think so. No, I think dwarfism is a thing. Anyway, this is interesting because he probably would say it doesn't matter what you call it because he, he probably calls himself that. Okay. And his quote is, the world worries more about disability than disabled people do. Okay? So, okay. so yeah. what, you know, everyone around me suddenly were trying to look after me. You know, are you okay? Oh, let me know if you want me to do anything. And actually, I had way more freedom without my legs than I ever did with my leg because 
uh, after it healed, I was, you know, I could wear shoes, I could walk properly. Yeah. Um, but still, people wanted to look after you because you're then clar- classified as disabled. Yeah. Because um, by looking at you, I would never have guessed. Yeah. Did you have a all. disabled badge? Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I had to apply for it. But do you, you whack it out when you need it? Can't, can't <laughs> yeah. pop, no parking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can buy T-shirts uh, saying "I'm just in it for the parking." You, you can, <laughs> you can. Um, yes, I do have one. I do have that because there are times where ninety-nine point nine percent of the time my prosthetic is fine; it fits fine. But there are those days where you just cannot put it on because oh. it's sore. Oh, one really? one day out of so many you just can't do it so when I was in hospital so the uh, the month I was in having that done and recovery there was a point where they said oh you can go out if you want you know if your friend wants to take you out in a wheelchair you can go and just get some food on the high street rather than having hospital food but come back you know come back you're not we're not ready to leave yet but come. so I did I went out in the wheelchair one afternoon and we had a pizza and it was great because it was the first time out in like four weeks and one of the first uh, strangers that saw me assumed that I was military. So, um, do you know what yeah. I actually thought? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Mm. That maybe you'd stepped on a landmine before I knew what had happened to your <laughs> leg. Did you assume it was military? I thought, yeah, I thought Colin looks like he could have been in the army. This I wonder it. if it's that because so, you don't want to ask someone like, oh, because it's no, it feels nosy and invasive to yeah. ask someone like, why did you get your leg amputated? Even though like. It's sort of a normal human reaction to yeah. anything that's different. You want to ask questions. But... Do you think that's because, uh, like, I'm, a, I, you know, I'm not, I'm a certain age and I'm a bloke and I could have been in the... Is that yeah, what... it just felt you... like, you know, you could have been somewhere, stepped on a landmine. Yeah. Or, I don't know. That's probably just my imagination. Yeah. You're not the only I one. think it's because you look like you would. Because if you I had no like, leg, yeah. no one would ever think that. No one would think that <laughs> of you. Have you been in a rattle? Sure. No, I think you're not the only one, though, Abby. Like... So this this stranger came up to me. This old man came up to me, and I'm in my wheelchair. And my friends pushed me, and he stopped me and went, "Thank you so much for what you've done." And I was like, I've just eaten a pizza. What? What? What have I done? And Rob was like, afterwards, Rob was like, he thought you were from the army. I was like, wow, okay. Lesson for thanking you. <laughs> Thank you so much for eating that pizza. Um, no, but uh, so I lost it in 2014. Yeah. In the news around 2014, certain things were going on, and so it was interesting how people linked me to other to the news. Uh, as soon as I had my leg cut off, I would meet people, and they would go, "Ah, oh, so you're an amputee." Mm. So what do you think about all that stuff with Oscar Pistorius? <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I don't. I think he's a lunatic. How would I know? I don't. I can't get into his mind, <laughs> yeah. can I? Because I've got one less leg. Than... You're not like closer to him in some way. Exactly. <laughs> Much more likely to shoot someone. Now. Yeah. Well, how does he think? I don't know. Like a lunatic. I've no idea. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it was funny. People do link you to other people who have got similar disabilities. It's yeah, funny. It's so random. Put you into yeah. some random box. What's his name? Osteoporosis. 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 It's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Similarly, when I was first diagnosed with diabetes, um, my mum's friend, bless her, but she said, oh, poor Colin, he's at home getting over all the diabetes stuff. Um, I've brought him this lovely book by Sir Steve Redgrave. And I was like, the rower? She was like, yeah, because he's diabetic. And then I had to read this book to make her happy oh about gosh. rowing. I have no, I have no interest in rowing boats. And it was like one mini chapter on him by being a diabetic. If you're in a relationship now, do you find it hard to date? And how do you go you, back? You are to in a relationship, aren't you? Mm, yeah, I am. Did that come? 
before or after the amputation? After. Okay. Yeah, after. So uh, that's a pretty new thing, actually. That's a, a year. I've been in a relationship for a year. Oh. So, it, yeah, so this was... It's the first time that I had to start a new relationship since losing my leg. And so I didn't know how to approach that, actually. And I, I did it. I'm not... <laughs> I did it I did it with a message. So we we had been going on a few dates, but I knew that there was a point that my leg might be a bit more obvious, you know. Yes. Uh, so I was like, right, well, before we get to that point and you know, uh, and it's a, it makes it's a weird situation, I'll just send a really long WhatsApp message saying, "By the way, there's something you need to know." And it was sort of ridiculously long WhatsApp message, like the longest one in existence. Did you, and, did you hope she would get to the end? Uh, yeah, she'd just be like, and elite Colin. Um, no, she just messaged back saying, okay, the weirdest thing about this is the incredibly long message. Why, don't you, why didn't you just tell me in person? And I, it was because I didn't know how to. You know, yeah. and I there was stuff I wanted to say. And... Did you practice like role playing it? Like how are you going to do Sometimes it? Sometimes we role play scenes. Do. <laughs> do you? Yeah. We, we do role play you? scenarios when I have trouble with life. <laughs> I, we did one the other day, and yeah. I was I was pretending to be Laura. She, and cried. she was me, and I started crying. And asked I asked Laura. Like, I was like, Oscar worthy. <laughs> Why do I have an acting job? <laughs> it was so good. I was like, do I have to now go and do that because <laughs> my performance won't be as good? Um, yeah, no, I I did it. I said with the message, but. Ultimately, she was absolutely fine with it. And, you know, she said, I said, did you know? She said, no, I noticed that you walk a bit slower sometimes when we're walking somewhere. But that was the only thing. So she said, it's fine with me. That's crazy. So she had no idea and you'd been dating no. for a while. Yeah, we dated, dated for a few weeks and gone on several Aww. dates and stuff. Um, but if she'd have been bothered, though, she wouldn't have been the right person. That's she it. Was... And I think, I think... I, I hope she wouldn't be bothered and I knew she wouldn't be bothered and it, yeah, if she was bothered then it's not going to work out yeah blessing in disguise because you would have known they were an asshole sooner than, rather than later yeah that's it I, it takes a while for me to crack, crack onto it doesn't it <laughs> years years later I'm like yeah you're yeah. right Abby <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad have you seen the fit? sorry this is really random have you seen the film with Colin Farrell where he gets his leg chopped off Nicole Kidman amputates it Ooh. what He, you reacted so much better than he did <laughs> <laughs> He started killing them all. Wow. Oh, they killed him in the end. Very, yeah. oh, very long-winded gosh. film. But wow. he should have taken a leaf out of your book. What? And just been positive about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about positivity, can oh, you tell then. us, like, now, what... You now make a profit, right, out of your experience as an amputee. Is that what, correct? Uh, make a profit. bit of a living. I like to say profit. Profit. I make a profit. <laughs> you can see what Abby thinks of that. His net worth has increased. <laughs> money, money, money. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not like that. To be honest, Abby, it's cost me an arm and a leg. Oh! <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, that was good. That's fine, thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, I do make a little bit of a living talking about this. So I talk to surgeons at conferences and after dinner speaking about how it feels to be on the receiving end of treatment and um, how they can benefit sometimes from just thinking about the patient as a person rather than just a statistic, you know. So I talk about that and I talk to young people as well in schools about, like I said, about making decisions and also not What type of thing do you talk to them about? So it's about... Um, like having regrets and not having regrets and having the information to make informed decisions about life stuff. Yeah, because I guess they're probably stressing about like what university to choose, whereas you had to yeah. decide on a massive whether thing. to have your leg chopped off or yeah. not. Yeah, and I was like, if you're making a small decision, like do you have a donut or a flapjack, 
doesn't matter. Like the worst thing is you get a bad <laughs> snack. But if you're thinking about do I take this substance or don't I take it, and it could alter your life, good and bad, you know, do the research about about what that might mean. So the key is to do pros and cons lists. Pros and cons, if you can, <laughs> or just think about it a bit before you make a decision. Because then you're more likely not to make a bad decision if you've looked at what it might mean. Yeah, yeah so cover everything before yeah. you even make a decision. I like that. And I also talk about um, men's health. Uh, I do, you know, talks to all to everyone. But when we were saying earlier about being a young guy and ignoring stuff, yeah, this I wouldn't have lost my leg, and I, I, I would have, al- I've always got, I would have always had diabetes, type one diabetes, because yeah. that's hereditary. Type two, which is the one they talk about a lot in the news, and they have all the adverts with like yeah. healthy eating means you won't get type two diabetes. You can still get it, you know. You can, yeah. yeah. But, but you, typically, yeah. You can also I'm reverse it. I'm afraid of needles. I'd be screwed. I'd have to have someone else to do it every but day. A lot of, a lot of uh, diabetes doesn't need insulin. You, do you, you t- have injections? Yes. Yes. I do. Type four, 1s. Four times a day. Are you afraid four of times? needles? Yeah, no, I'm not. I fainted. <laughs> I fainted once and woke up in, in a bed. Yeah. I'd be absolutely screwed. You'd get used to it. Yeah, I think you, you adapt. would. Get... That's, human beings adapt to everything. No. You think, yeah. you think, think the worst would. thing... That, no, you would. Someone put me in a room with spiders. <laughs> you would. I could never get used to that. <laughs> you, you would. You get used to it. If you were living in a box full of spiders... A box full of spiders. If you were living in a box, box full, full of, of spiders, spiders... You'd get oh, used to it. It's my you'd have nightmare. to move. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, you'd probably quite like them. Colin, I've yeah. put conkers all around my flat. Because <laughs> it's supposedly meant to keep yeah. the spiders away. Yeah. Yes. And I've not ah. had a single spider since. Well, that... I've heard that. I don't know the science. I had to go to extreme measures because I had a giant spider, spider under a cup for a month. And no one came Poor to save me. Thing. Actual cruelty to spiders. I felt I felt really bad. I hate killing them, but no one came to save me. Live alone, man. Saw <laughs> me. I don't wow. really step. Yeah. And I just was under a cup in my toilet for ages. Oh, poor thing. And it couldn't play conkers because you've kept it in a cup. <laughs> conkers came after oh, okay. everywhere. Fine. <laughs> but it worked. They're not here. Anyway, how did we get on? Don't know. Spiders. Sure, we're talking about types spider of needles. A spider could hold eight needles. There's a Ooh. thought. Could hold, oh, it's got eight legs. <laughs> Do you feel jealous? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's funny no though. No one needs eight legs. No, no one's ever showing off, Imagine. isn't it? Yeah, I've only got one. Come on, spiders. <laughs> Is there anything that you can't do now? Um, I can't pick up spiders. Uh, no, I can do that. I think. I mean, there definitely is. Like, I, I can't run. But again, I'm not a sporty person. So you don't miss it. I, I don't miss that. I can't run either, Colin. I've got injury. So don't oh, feel left out. See. I, I, I have had some physio sessions on training myself to run. But it's just that the ankle doesn't quite bend as much as I'd like it to. And I'm like, fine. I can walk quickly. It's okay. I'm okay with that. That's <laughs> You've fine. got an excuse not to run. Yeah, <laughs> it's, great. it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> but actually, the uh, without sounding sort of, you know, mega sort of positive again, the positives have totally outweighed the negatives with things I can, can do. What I love about your story is that you, you just seem so positive. Yeah. And like people dwell on like the really menial stuff and you're just like living life to the fullest by the sounds of it and like really positive from just something or like could potentially have ruined your life like you could have been really miserable out of it but you haven't so, yeah. yeah and I had to take a risk like it it wasn't an overnight decision it did take me a long time to think about it and even then it was a risk and one of the biggest decisions ever that you probably ever have to make I guess yeah and something you can't go back 
back on. You can't. You can't go. Oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. Give my leg back. I don't think I could have chosen to do that. So it takes a certain type yeah. of person to do it. Really? Know. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able. I to. I feel like I'd be more likely to do it now that I've met you. Yeah. Like if I was in the same situation, yeah. having someone there that's done it and is happy, it's like you're a good role model for anyone who's in that spot with. Because so many people with diabetes. In fact, this is yeah. where I drop in a couple of facts. Hello. There are. <laughs> 3.5 million people in the UK with diabetes yeah. and there are 549,000 people who have it and don't yet know about it. So that's a lot of people. Wow. Isn't it? Yeah. If our families have it, me and you could have it. I definitely don't have it. I don't have any symptoms. I am no. addicted to sugar. Is that a you, sign? What, you want to say again? I'm addicted to sugar. Addicted to sugar. Is that a sign? No, it's not on just... my list of symptoms. Oh. That's just being a human being, isn't it? <laughs> That's you and McDonald's. I spoon Nutella from the jar. It's great. Oh, wow. <laughs> Try it. Shoot, have you oh, wait, don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like death. <laughs> Before you go, tell us one, what is the one thing that you tell people if they're trying to make a big decision over something, anything, what would you say? Uh, I would say a, taking a risk, a risk can be a very positive experience, but do the research and I, I just don't think you can have regrets then or as many regrets if you've thought about what it might be and like Abby said if you're going to make a decision whatever that decision is it's good to talk to someone who's maybe done it before yeah you know so yeah if you're going to do something talk to someone who's done it or had it done or something that's good talk to Colin good as talk to me <laughs> yeah. yeah what's your Instagram your Twitter shout out oh wow contact uh, him <laughs> yeah do you want all that you yeah, have yeah. Okay. people now so um <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, if people do want me to come and chat to them, I'll definitely do that for cash. Uh, <laughs> money, money, money. Money, money. Like, profit. Like Abby said, I make profit from this. Um, no, I'll, I'll come and chat to anyone if they'll listen. And uh, my website is colinlego.com, two Gs in Lego. Uh, my Twitter is at colinlego, two Gs in that. And also Instagram, at colinlego. Two Gs. Two, two Gs. Is it one L two from Gs. Colin? One L in Colin, yep. two G's in Lego. Okay. Mm. Well, thank you for coming on. You've well, been really you. insightful. You're and, welcome. Like, it's very interesting to hear someone that's like, just, I don't know, you just inspire me. You're just so positive. That was like the most random things have happened to you and you're just still like really upbeat, which you should be because it's not that big when you, not. it's not that big a deal when you put it into perspective, is it? No, it, no. In the grand scheme of things, I suppose. But it's, uh, yeah, changed my life for the better. And yeah. The gentlemen out there, just you know, just look after yourselves. Yes, guys. Don't look be after like, yourself. Don't be like the statistics and not go until you're in hospital. Go to your doctor if there's some problem or other. Yeah, do that. Do Invest that. in your health, not yeah. the handbags. There you go. Said, said that earlier when you yeah. were here. Oh, okay. And I said I like handbags <laughs> and shoes. I want both. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, do feel free to send us an email if you want to come on the show yourself. If you've got anything interesting you'd like us to talk about, just send us an email at thegrownuppodcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> Saved you. <ya. laughs> I never remember the email address, guys. I don't either, but... Also, we do. We say it every week as well. Yeah, we say it every week and we always struggle. We'll know it when it's over. <laughs> when we finish the series, we'll get the, the get the email address in. But um, you can also follow us on Instagram, which is at grownup underscore official. Do give us a follow on there for up-to-date releases and stuff. And yeah, thank you for listening. Hope it was helpful in some way. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Done. Okay, good at that.